Club Session with DJ Ronma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey everyone, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 285. We are that podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ron Mess. I'm Ari Rockefeller. And I'm Mako-chan. And I am hoping that that high-pitched sound that's coming from my external drive is just a fan or anything like that, because it shouldn't be sounding like that, which means I should actually contact the manufacturer about getting that, that whole shell replaced. I, th- I can re- I can barely hear it. Okay, good. I, I hear it on my side. I guess that the microphone is a lot more powerful than I give it credit for. At least, you know, as compared to during the summertime, we can actually hear my damn air conditioner in the background. <laughs> hmm. Oh, man. That's all I gotta say. It's, oh, man. And did I just send that post up? Actually, no, I didn't even make that post. Well, shit. Okay, I'll have to make that tweet later. <laughs> okay, anywho, we are live tonight, week of October 18th, 2016, here on the Vogue Network. We are here live Tuesdays at 9 p.m. Eastern with replays Thursdays at 2. Check out our interactive chat room at live.vognetwork.com. Chat clients such as Merc, XChat, Chatzilla can use irc.gamesurge.net. The chat room is Vogue, V-O-G. Or you can head on over to animejamsession.com slash network. If you click on that, there's some information about uh, the Vogue Network and some of the shows on the network. And there's an IRC link. If you click on that, your default chat client will bring you right into the chat. So come on in. The water is fine. The bar is open. Have a drink. And check-ins are now live, I believe. Let me double-check this. Uh, yep. Check-ins are now live. So come on in. Earn some VOG points. It's pretty cool. And somewhere in this episode, um, there will be a passphrase. This is for those who are not listening live. So if you can't check in, listen up for the passphrase. Go directly to VOGNetwork.com and put in the passphrase and earn some VOG points. And don't forget, our forums are also available. So every Friday, we do post a synopsis of our podcast. So if you can't reach us via Skype, email, or chat room, head on over to the forums. Feels good, man. Feels good. All right, and we're going to go ahead and kick things off with how was your week? How was your day? Ari. Uh, well, let's see. <clears throat> I got paid today, obviously, and Ka-ching. then I. Catching. Hmm? Yep. And paid the bills I needed to, especially on my car payment. And. <clears throat> And of course, we had another anime convention this past weekend, and still kind yep. of recovering from that. Going through all the shit I took and working on getting the review up, but you know. I got my own reviews I need to write and post. <laughs> I'm so far behind, but, you know. And people are going nuts about Pokemon. Specifically, it didn't take them very long to uh, data mine the demos. No, and it is absolutely. Oh my God! Some of these Pokemon. Let, let, let's let's not get into that. I mean, not for nothing. 
or we'll, we'll make our own knife yeah. to go to it. That and with the technology, I'm not surprised people are data mining shit. I mean, I, I don't think that they should, but, you know, it's they're going to do it regardless. I just think that kind of I takes find away. it amusing that all of this could mean data mine just out of the demo. Yeah. Uh -huh. The demo is basically, you know, a 15-minute kind of thing to basically just to help you train for the game coming up and allows you to transfer some crap in. Why they have the entire Pokedex in the demo for people to data mine because is crazy. it's lazy. It's called lazy coding. Instead of writing just enough for the demo, they just took what they needed and just put in command lines to cut to cut it where it should be cut. It's stupid. Yes, I know. It's called lazy programming. Also, the first Pokemon movies coming to theaters for one or two days. Yeah, I can't go. I don't know if I can go either. It's the 29th. That's my Halloween party. Uh, let me look at my calendar. I'm tempted I'm... to ask some other friends of mine, but... But since I probably bought it up first, they will not be interested as much. I'm probably going to be out of town that weekend. Also, I can't promise... I can't confirm nor deny where I'll go there and cosplay. You should. I, I sure as hell would. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Okay, that means I will count both of you out for my Halloween party. No, 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 no I'll be there. It, it doesn't start until when? Like, late? Seven. But yeah, I'll definitely go to your uh, party. Thing. So yeah, that's how things have been going for me. Okay, cool. Mako-chan, how was your week? How was your day? Uh, work, 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 work. And... gaming. Playing anything good? Uh, my cousin just got Lego Marvel Avengers, so we've been playing that. Been trying to catch up on Supernatural. I've been trying to finish Mystic Messenger, which after this run through, I will never play again. Was it that bad? It's not that it's bad per se. It's just that one, it takes up, you know, a hell of a lot of time, which you wouldn't think so, considering that most of the stuff is timed in the game, so it only releases, you know, you know, maybe an hour here or, you know, three hours later there. But if you don't actually view the stuff that drops during that time and you miss it, you then have to either completely skip it, and if you skip too much of the game, you get bad endings, or you have to spend in-game currency, which they don't really start you out with a lot, and it's pretty expensive to buy it. Mm, sounds but, like standard freemium bullshit. Yeah, I mean, the game itself isn't horrible, but I really wish that I could, you know, that it wasn't in real time. 
And then at least the the storyline that I'm playing is just so weird. It seems like there's more than just premium bullshit, though. What do you mean? I mean the way it, the way it's being described with how much you have to go. You know, it sounds like it's more just premium bullshit. It's just bullshit. It is. I mean, it's not a bad game, but when you have to sit there and play it while you're at work or at school just so you don't miss crap and the amount of stuff that I that I miss while I'm sleeping it turns into I, a chore it does it does it ends up being a complete chore it's, after a while it sounds like the game is is better if you're a neat or something like that yeah i mean if you've got the time to kill it's great but, you know, I really wish it wasn't in real time. I could just picture Mako Child playing this, and she just goes, Fuck this. Delete. I, as soon as I'm, I'm on day 10 of day 11, after the quote-unquote party tomorrow, no matter what ending I get, I'm deleting it. Delete. Delete. Yeah. Delete. I will be going on and, you know, looking up the ending game and reading about it, but I cannot, you know, I, I cannot see myself spending another 10 days for another ending. And each character has, you know, like two bad endings and three good endings, and there's five characters you know, just initially that you can go after, and then later on in the game you've got to, you know, open up more crap and spend money to do it. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's just, it's unless you actually have the time to take to do it, or the money just to drop on it to unlock everything all at once, which you can. You can spend in-game currency and opened up every day right away. Okay. But you're talking, you know, 25 in-game currency for a couple of days, and then it jumps up to 50 in-game currency for a couple of days. And let's just say that that's really expensive. Sheesh. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, I will not be playing this game after after tomorrow. And it's just the, the game itself, yes, you know, it, it's got that cutesy boys and they love you and it's all good in that aspect. But at the same time, the actual plot is absolutely ridiculous. <sighs> like, it is so not even remotely, Plausible. you know, realistic. And, like, I'm not talking about realistic in a fantasy, you know, unrealistic in a fantasy kind of way. I'm talking unrealistic in a realistic type of way. Well, alrighty then. Yeah, it's like some really screwed up spy drama. An unrealistic spy drama at that. 
So your typical James Bond novel. Um, not even that well put together. So the original version of Casino Royale. Not even that well put together. Wow! Wasn't expecting that response. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at least with the James Bond thing, you're talking about real spies. With this, you may, like, you are the main character and you have no idea what the fuck is going on and you're sitting on a bomb. <laughs> oh yeah, we're sitting on a bomb, all right. Yeah. That's what I guess. Stay is. away from the game then. No, I'm done. Okay, my weekend day has been pretty interesting. Um, I'm doing a side job, so I have to go out and pick up a, a lightweight tablet. And unfortunately, I may have to take it back because it doesn't fully turn on. Well, I did buy it refurbished but I am testing it out, you know, just to see how it is. And by refurbished, I mean someone bought it, took it back to Micro Center, and they turned it around and sold it again for $20 less. So that's not that big of a deal. Their definition of refurbished could mean, okay, someone just bought, like, took it out of the box, didn't use it, and put it back in to return it. Yeah, I mean, a lot of retail places, do they test out the device, whatever... Unless it has explicit instructions, if it's worth reselling, they will turn around and resell it at a lower cost to try to recuperate some cost. But that's the least of it. So, I believe I talked about last week issues getting my business cards printed up. Did I or didn't I? Yeah, yes. you were going on about it. Long story short, the manager at Staples pretty much was blaming me why it wasn't working. Mind you, the file that I use... The print my business cards I use on Vistaprint as well as other sites that do business card printing and they've never had an issue. We even re-uploaded it to Staples site and it looked out fine. So, end up going on social media, filing, um, and saying to Staples, I'm not happy. And a conversation back and forth, I get a call from the president of the office, office of the president of Staples, which... If I actually remember, I could have called that directly, but that's neither here nor there. So now, sitting in my inbox is a $15 uh, gift certificate off my next purchase at the store. And that's cool. I don't... The only issue I have with Staples now is that, you know, if a customer is saying that the issue is with them, they should own up to it and not blame other people. Long story short, their business card cutter... It offsets the cut. The cutting is offset, so it cuts off when it makes the cut. It cut, you know, so there's like an extra. So if your business card is colored and it makes the cut, there's a little strip of white going along the side and along the bottom if there is. And they redid it again. Same thing happened. And as somebody that used to work for Staples... I have seen this firsthand plenty of times where people in the copy and print center had to manually 
go in and cut it. They even have a laser cutting device where that they have to use that to cut as well. So I get that call today about that, and I've returned the phone call, so I'm hoping that they, the secretary calls me back so I can explain in further detail, you know? Mm-hmm. And it was well as, you know, if I want to see proof of how it's going to look, just forward it to me if I'm doing this over the phone or something like this or email, especially if I can't come in, you know? We have technology. We have, we have it so we can do this type of stuff, but... It's whatever, but hopefully they'll take what my, my suggestions in into play and deploy this, because, you know, long story short, I'll continue to shop at Staples and buy stuff, but when it comes to, like, business cards and stuff, fuck that. I, I'm just... You were gonna... doing so well with this print. Yeah, and the problem is that I waited so late. I usually print, I usually print up my cards two weeks in advance. But if it comes out to a week and a half, I'll just print them up and have them shipped directly to the hotel. Because I'd like to hand them all out. Thankfully, I had enough cards to get through this past weekend, but you know. And that's basically is it. Alright. I was just testing the volume controls there. All right. All right. So we're going to go ahead and take our first break. And when we get back, me and Ari, we're going to talk about AAC and all the good stuff that we did, all the good stuff and some of the bad shit that went down. So it'll be fun. Oh, yeah. Indeed. So um, refill your bottles. We'll be back.
that was pretty cool. When I went looking for this song, I'm listening to it, and I'm just like, holy shit, I know this song, because I have the remix like some floating somewhere on my computer. Alright, so anywho, let's let's get let's get down to business, shall we? I believe this is probably our last or next to last convention of the year. Hopefully I'll be able to do coverage for WinterCon, but let's get down to AAC. Now I will say this is probably the furthest me and Ari have, have ever traveled for a convention. And this convention is pretty freaking fun. So it's definitely worth it. Oh yeah, it's a lot of fun. Alright, so Ari, um, where shall we start? Shall we talk about the trip going up on Thursday or jump right into Friday since we did get there yeah, late? We can, we can always start on Thursday and going up there. Alright, go for it. So I, like, so I go pretty much right at like that's right, not, not from work. I had my vacation this yeah, week, mm, so I was the one that had to work. Yeah. So I, like around three o'clock, I decided, all right, I'll go up there now. I'll, I'll, uh, you know, get, you know, get there around, you know, like five-ish, and just wait for him a little bit. I, uh, <clears throat> I tend to under overestimate how much time I need to uh, get someplace. Mm-hmm. So I end up getting like making the two hour some two hour and change trip up to New York in about a hour and a half. I know, and then I got the message from you. I'm just like, holy shit, because I was wasn't expecting you to like close to five forty five because of traffic coming in. Now, I had left a few minutes early in hopes that I can you know pick up a la couple of last minute items such as I needed a pair of slacks. And I needed a shirt. No, and I needed a tie for the for the for the event. But because of long wait times online to buy these items, I did not get there until I didn't get home until twelve. I no, I didn't get home until six. And we were on the road by like what six thirty. Yeah. And then a little later, hmm? a little later than I thought it was going to be on the road, but mm -hmm. you know, I, I had time to. Uh, I was waiting to stop off the CVS and pick some pick up some uh, stuff. Yeah, and like, th I think it was like, we were like two and a half, three hours in, I realized I forgot the damn tripod. Yeah. And it was a wall. Yeah, and the cables to hook up the mic, that like the boom mic, but um, we were able to make those work. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, there was a uh, mm -hmm. Walmart nearby, so we just stopped on it. Yeah, and and then Friday we ended up hitting up the Radio Shack, and mind you, we had to wait for it to open up, mind you. Door opens at it's supposed to open at ten o'clock. Guy didn't show up to like ten forty five, but we didn't get to like what ten thirty five, give or take. Yeah, so we didn't like sit there for like forty five minutes. Right. Yeah, we ended up uh, doing like our morning Walmart run instead of doing no. We actually yeah we did our morning Walmart run and breakfast as opposed to going that night because it was getting a little tiring. We did get in about twelve twelve thirty, and I was like, at least this time we don't have to switch hotels like last year. Yeah, I managed to get us here before, like, get us there before one o'clock. Yeah, which, you know, seeing like seeing how the uh, traffic was going, that was just the uh, my main goal. Yeah, and truthfully, we did make good time going up, and the tolls up there weren't as expensive as I thought. And that, and I think that the fact that you missed that exit worked in our favor because it was just smooth sailing going up. 
Yeah, I keep remembering, I keep forgetting that even Massachusetts's Turnpike is far, far cheaper even than the New Jersey one. True that. So, yeah, we had we had a we have one of the nice corner rooms again. Mm-hmm. And the, with, the, with the one single king size yeah, bed. And those corner rooms, those used to they used to have those as doubles as well, but you know. But as far as I could tell, they turned all of those into singles, and the shower was pretty nice. It looked nice, but I still felt kind of cramped in it. So did I. I mean, my shower was bigger than that. Yeah. So, uh, who were you cosplaying as on Friday, or were you? Oh, I was uh, Joseph Joestar from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure on Friday. Nice. And I end up walking around as Bear Hugger for most of the day. Mm-hmm. Now you got a lot of props for that, didn't you? Um, yeah, but for some reason, people still, like, one or two people still thought it was King Hippo. Eh, maybe for a future cosplay, who knows? No, 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 no. Okay. It's like, King Hippo is is only mostly human is, and is completely inarticulate. He talks in... You talk some pretty much, you know, Hulk-like growls. Mm. Hulk smash, or in this case, hippo punch. Not even uh. that, just like... <laughs> like that. Ew. Uh, let's see. Uh, first panel I went to was, uh... Was a discussion on the, you know, physical fitness and how it pertains to cosplays. Yeah. Which more of the scientific things, you know, like body type, you know, you know how body burns off food and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And um, we also had the one uh, interview that, that day, didn't we? Yeah. Um, I the first be- one. Yeah, I believe we interviewed, I think his name was Greg Finley? Yeah, Greg Finley. Yeah. And th- I, th- I have to say, that w- I think that's like... If I had to list all my interviews of the year, that would be number one, because it was amazing, because this guy is a legend, especially if you were a fan of Macross growing up, or in his case, Robotech, because he did a lot of the voices, and this gentleman was there in the beginning when they started ADR recording and following along with the trends and the technology. That was pretty cool. Plus, I spoke to him throughout the entire weekend as I saw him walking around and so forth, you know, and I thought that was really cool as well. He was just real chill, enjoying the con like everyone else. Absolutely. Plus, he was there, I believe, the first time around ten years ago. So I thought that was pretty cool as well. He also said that uh, he worked a lot on Star Trek, like Next Generation especially. Yeah, the voices and so forth. Yeah, and he also did work on um, X-Files as well. A lot of the uh, monsters. Mm-hmm. I did have a couple other, like one or two other panels planned, but since I figured, since I discovered they were in the Webster room, which is where they were playing AMVs and stuff like that, I just decided, eh, that's not really worth it. Oh, okay. N- nothing special there. <clears throat> but then we also had the Masquerade Ball to go to. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I like that. Yeah, I got, like, 
They made sure to go out and get a nice red, nice shirt and a nice tie. Well, nice being subjected for the tie. You know, to wear with my suit. And I realized I left the Mario hat at home. Whoops. Because you're supposed to be formal Mario and formal Luigi. Mm -hmm. And so I, I made a dash for the, for the dealer's room. And I was looking around to see if someone was selling Mario hats. That wasn't happening. The best I could do was... I spent 15 bucks on a little Mario plushie, put them, I stuck them in my front pocket, and I'm like, hey, it's a Mario boutonniere. There you go. Yeah, most, I, most people either got the reference or just didn't care one way or another. Eh, it happens. But uh, I still had fun. The uh, theme was... You know, like the spy thrill thing, like Casino Royale stuff. So mm -hmm. there were, like, there was like po like poker's tables and cards and chips all over the place. They played a few uh, James Bond themes to a uh, dance too. Yep, that was cool. I, I really enjoyed that. I honest, I wish I had uh, tweaked up my Luigi hat. I probably need to get some type of like like some spray starch for it, make it look more crisper. You know. Like a like military style ha cover, which I I like. Like a peaked cap. Yeah, definitely. Huh. Could make it look like a general or or some kind of a you know guy like that, but I don't know. Maybe. Uh, let's see what else. Hey, another one was. After that, I end up going to a video panel on a four letter. When four letter words, which is just really profane AMVs. Mm hmm. One about as well as you would expect. And so that was my Thursday, my Friday. Well, basically. Did you do anything special other than that? Well, main, the main special thing I did was hit up the, uh, the, the, the formal and the 21 plus event called Booty Camp. That was kind of fun. But before that, I just did my thing of running around and taking pictures and running into a lot of people that I remember from last year and during my travels of going to conventions, which was pretty fun. I mean, I really had a good time on Friday. It was just, it was pretty sweet. I, I'm, I ain't going to complain about that. What went on in the booty camp thing? Oh, you remember the 21 plus event from last year? Mm-hmm. It was similar to that. So the, for those of you who don't know, AAC has a 21 plus event every year. Something that I'm glad that they do. Something that more conventions should do. You know, because we're not, because they're not the only one doing stuff. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, um, it was mostly dancing, which, which is cool. I'm okay with that. And then from and between like like sets of music every ten fifteen minutes, you know, there would be like little contests and stuff. Like the first one was the marksmanship contest, which I won. It was basically five people would step up and hit a target on a balloon using uh, dart guns. Then after that, the next three, and you got points if you. I think you got two points if it hit and it bounced off. Five points if you knocked the balloon over. 
um, when I went to, when I stepped up for the second round, I went to grab my my darts off the floor, and a girl she was like, "Give me that one," because she because she thought I was giving her a second one because I didn't have a second one. So I was like, "Here, take it." And she's like, "The lady's supposed to have two. I'm like, "Okay, fine, whatever." So she shot hers off, and the guy next to me shot off both of his. I just aimed. I just shot it once and knocked the balloon right off. And honestly, I was the only one standing in the proper position for holding a small weapon, so... Both hands on the gun? Yes. Hmm. You'd think that would be a given, but... No, most people that don't know how to hold guns see guns being held in movies. Yes. And they don't hold them correctly in movies. Nine times out of ten, no. So how the Saturday go for you? Saturday or, went... or is there anything after that on a Friday night? Um, Friday night, I ended up up on the second floor hanging out with some friends because there really was nothing else left to do. Because of the rules of the hotel, everything was shut down by 1 a.m. Because normally, you know how it is when you go to a con and it's in a hotel... You straggle and you hang out in the lobby, you know, for a few hours, you know. And you're there, you're doing your thing, and you're having a good time. You're not bothering anybody. Now, at this Radisson, when you walk in, now before the, right past the elevators and, and towards the main area of the hotel, there is a open lounge area where there's a piano, some chairs, a couple of couches, okay. and a TV. And people just chill there and just chill out and hang out. And that's what was, that usually what goes on. But that was not happening at all because it was just dead. Because there was a sign here, you know, not available between these two times, you know. So, anywho, I ended up going upstairs to the second floor, you know, to, you know, end up talking to some people. And, you know, and that, that pretty much ended quickly because... Security was walking around up there, you know, we couldn't stay too long, so it was like, no. And just like, well, shit. Yeah, plus they were they were having people, you know, maids vacuuming and stuff when it was mm-hmm. getting time for... And so they were, they were passive-grossly chasing people out. <sighs> yeah, but what can you do? Now, uh, let's see. Let's start with Saturday. Let's go on to uh, Saturday then. Hey, hey, not take it. Take it away. Uh, first thing I start out with was the, uh, the I guess, general audience version of the uh, anime dating game. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. You know, there was a, th- there were three uh, cont- uh, quote unquote contestants, and like, uh, the one I remember the most was. A, a Han Solo, you know, cosplayer yeah. who who talked, who held and talked to a little, I think it was a Chewy Pop figurine. Mm-hmm. You know, give him advice and whatever. And the one he ended up picking was Officer Jenny. Mm-hmm. That same Officer Jenny, we, Officer Jenny, we talked about on talked to on Sunday. Yep. And he comes down behind the barrier. Because they were staying in character like ninety percent of the time. Yeah, and that's half the fun right there. Mm-hmm. He comes da- down. He sees her. He takes one look at her. And goes, 
uh, like realizes that she's a cop and then runs off, <laughs> like straight out the, like, straight down the aisle out the out the arena, not not the arena, the room. And the Jenny, to her credit, kind of kept up with him a little, but she was wearing you know heels, so it was kind of difficult. And trying to. I can't remember for the life of me who uh, the other ones were. All right, as you do that, I'm going to go jump into our chat room here at live.vognetwork.com. Um, we're going to kind of backtrack just a little. Um, uh, Rageinator, in response to asking what AAC was, you mean, he says the audio file format. I'm more of a flack kind of guy, personally. And I'm like, uh, and me personally, I don't mind flack, but I prefer MP3 at 320k. And I'm slowly in the process of deleting um, MP3s that are not 256, 320, and just re-downloading higher quality copies, you know. And he also asks, was Booty Can't Run by Sir Mix-a-Lot? No, but the ladies, I tell you this, the ladies there certainly outdanced a lot the guys that were there, so I'll tell you that. Let's see. Oh, what else did I go to? Um, you know... Went through a couple panels on, you know, writing on mm -hmm. various, t not just, you know, story writing, but on, uh, but the kind of writing for actual writing on, for anime scripts, you know, for, uh, you know, how, like, writing dialogue specifically to, uh, match up the, uh, mouth flaps. Mm-hmm. That sort of writing. Okay. I believe these, the, uh, that one was run by, uh, J. Michael Tatum, I think. Mm-hmm. I remember off the top of my head. Uh, it's... Oh, and then at three o'clock, I uh, <clears throat> in the main room there was a uh, a fan press your luck game. Okay. And it had two games. One of them, like one of which had a running gag of uh, whenever Deadpool is in, he always lost. Uh. But but on the uh, first game, that ended up not being the case. Deadpool, the Deadpool cosplayer actually won so he got invited to stick around for the for the second game and it turns out that there was a returning champion from the previous you know panel and when she made herself known she got invited up as well and and like yeah we need one more and i'm just like all right like because they instead of names they just put valor instinct and mystic in the uh names mm -hmm. so we we're so we were supposed to represent those teams. And I was just sitting there like, fine, I'll represent Mystic. Because no hey, one else had a ticket hey, again. So. Hey, 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 There is nothing wrong with Mystic. Just because it's the official team faction of the Pokemon Company International, there's nothing Really? Wrong. Yep. Yep. It's the only reason why I chose it. Uh-huh. Anyhow, <clears throat> so like we're playing the game, like I'm doing all right because I because I even told like the last time I was at a panel at a game like this, I ended up going to the second in the second spin round with ten spins and three whammies and whammied out in like a minute or so. That wasn't the case here. Mm. The Deadpool guy whammied out early. And then the other returning champ ended up losing, like, like, losing all her spins with just three whammies. And I'm just, 
because I had one first, like, had the most money in the first round. I was just sitting there waiting for them, like, waiting for my turn. And next thing I know, I, like, I have, like, no uh, resistance for my spins. And since it was a fan game, they they had different um, little, like, little made-up um, prizes and stuff. Right. You know, like, like special. Like, but one of them was a star man and a spin, which was... You get to start. You, you're safe from a whammy for three turns. I ended up hitting that and just, you know, got you know, like twenty five thousand in up, in 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 game money and just passed the rest of them and she couldn't match it, so I ended up winning. Nice, very very nice. And for prizes, what they did is every ten thousand in game dollars you won. You get to pick a prize from their uh, prize table, and so they had all different sort of things, you know, pop figures, DVDs, posters, and all that good stuff. I ended up walking away with a, a Super Saiyan Goku pop figurine and a Vandred DVD. Nice. I think, I think one of the LAVs. Yeah, I think we talked about the Vandred one, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 labeled as being from Pioneer. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, first print. Haven't watched it yet, still, you know, and it's plastic. But yeah, I had a lot of fun doing that. Awesome. Now, what else did you do? Also, I was cosplaying as Ash the entire time. Mm -hmm. well, See, for, for that day. I cosplayed uh, Brock and I ran and I walked around there for a couple of hours, which was pretty cool. And I, and I wasn't the only Brock there. And there were a few other Misties. I think it was like two other uh, Ashes. But you know, I stick to most. I stick to my photography. And again, I ran into some amazing people that I saw. And then I hit, let's see, what did I? Do? I hit up the Love Live photo shoot, which was pretty cool. And it was fun and it was amazing. And I grabbed. Um, my speaker, so I had music blasting um, as I was um, taking pictures that kind of like got them into, you know, it got the people into the mood there. Now, one thing that they did for me, which was really awesome, I'm going to upload this video to my Facebook page later. Well, I have a friend who is planning to cosplay Nozomi from the series uh, Love Live School Idol Project, but she was kind of iffy and nervous a little scared about cosplaying her because she's not a skinny person so you know when this first happened a few weeks ago i called upon my friends you know to post you know their nosemies and it, it gave her a real big boost of confidence so i told them that and i asked them you know to, to give her some words of encouragement so there is a video of everybody at the shoot screaming at her that she can do nosemi and she can do the thing so that really uh, brought her to tears, so she was really appreciative of that. And it's like the little things, you know? Now, how did your Saturday night go? Because we went in co two completely different directions. Oh, we, we will get there in just a bit. Now, Masquerade. I always I always felt that AAC's Masquerade, is it's pretty spot on. I think it's pretty solid. It's not a perfect 10. It's not a zero. I would say it's always in the eight to nine range. I would say this at least eight point five, give or take. It was really good. I can't complain about that. But um, 
There were some really good uh, skits. My favorite one was uh, was Pokemon to uh, NSYNC's Pop. It was pretty much you were cho- you, Ash, I think it was Ash choosing a. No, it was pretty much a character choosing which faction to go to, Mystic, Instinct, or Valor. And then it's like we all work together, and they turned it to this amazing dance routine. I thought it was great. And I ran into them later, and they ended up walking away with an award. They got they were intermediate, so they ended up getting bumped up to masters, and I thought that was really great. Proud of them. And I was also thankful that the uh, camcorder um, tripod was steady as possible, because I kept looking back, and like, I'm going to turn back, I'm going to see it fall over or something like that. But thankfully it didn't. I'm like, blessed be, blessed be. In comparison to last year's Masquerade, I think this year was was better. Now, here's the thing. For those of you who don't know, the hotel that hosts AAC was un- is now under new management. And evidently, man, they tried to get out of the contract to host the convention. But as you can see, that didn't work. And now they had some rules set up in regards to the con. Now, and I understand people getting upset about these rules. But people also forget that some of these rules are in fact at any hotel as well as most conventions. The only difference is you don't see it written down, but it's there. Like the saying, ignorance is bliss. Now, one of the rules such as you cannot have alcohol on the guest room floors. In other words, you got to sneak it in. You can't be running around with it. Fine. They had quiet hours, which is from between 10 to 8, which means no room parties couple of one rooms I was in I was already got like two warnings and they were enforcing the guest room occupancy I don't know how but they were you can only have five guests per room you cannot share the keys so I had to get an extra key for one of the guys sitting in the room which was not a big deal and they were also checking if you were um, if you were in this hotel now, I remember, I think the, the hotel we stayed at for Anime Next was the same way. That night they were checking if you had a key, which is no big deal, you know. Now, Wi-Fi was free in the rooms, but Jesus Christ, they fucking throttled the goddamn Wi-Fi. It was slower than normal. But if you needed Wi-Fi and you're in the lobby, 25 bucks for the full weekend. <sighs> But I was hearing through some people that they were getting it for free, so I was like, okay. And there were no bag checks. Can you believe Yeah, that's right. You couldn't store your uh, luggage anywhere. Exactly. I mean, that sucks for people who, who flew in or took a bus or a train up, you know? See, if it was me... I just wouldn't check out of the room. I would just keep my stuff there 
or find out if I knew somebody in the dealer's room that I could stow my stuff with until the time being. Hopefully some of these rules will be a lot more lax for next year. Now, because of these rules, there was no after party. Like, there were no quote-unquote rave. But thankfully, through the peeps at the NerdFit Network, there was an off-site uh, dance party that I went to. It was like 15 bucks to get in, 10 if you were with the con, you had to show your badge. And when I got there, they had two rooms. One was like, excuse me, one was like the 80s synth-pop style dancing, and then the other room was your typical trance EDM, which was pretty fun. And thankfully, as I'm you know checking out the layout of the place, I noticed there's a 7-Eleven nearby. So I go there and grab some food because I'm like, you know, with all the drinking that's going to be had, I need some food in my system. And I did talk and meet up with some peeps and end up having to help a couple of female friends kind of detract this one guy running around, like hitting on every single chick that was there. I'm just like, dude, have some sensibility and some respect for yourself. But, you know, (laughs) and I have to say, you know, it was fun, but I would have liked it if if more people did show up. I think when this was announced, this was more like at the last minute per se. But there was a free shuttle going back and forth, which was awesome. That was that was awesome. I like that. So chances are, if this happens again next year, I'm hoping that that NerdFit will have like this in the program books, so people will know to head on over there, you know, and ride the shuttle over there for this after party. And at least there's food at the Seven Eleven. All right, Ari, how was your Saturday night? Yeah, we went in two completely different directions. I uh, didn't go to that party. I ended up mm-hmm. going to um, a bunch of, like, two other panels, ironically, run by NerdFit. Uh, the first one was a NerdFit Game Theater 3000, which which was pretty much them sitting around in the Hawthorne room, which was woefully, you know, unprepared to handle everybody. Right. You know, playing games on Steam and just being loud and raucous and doing all sorts of different stuff like that yeah um have you ever heard of this game called mount your friends no i have not it's it's a bit weird it's kind of it's a uh ari it's the dirt fit network of course it's going to be a bit weird <laughs> yeah, yeah i guess so anyway here i'll post the link right in the chat oh fuck Anyhow, basically it's this game where you move these like muscular men and you control one of their limbs individually and like you know, like make them like st- stick to one another and you know, get up as high as you can without falling or running out of time. Uh-huh. Now, they played a... Well, that was, a, that was the second game they played. The first one was this, uh, was this platform game where you tried to uh, screw over... The other guy's playing it by putting all sorts of different obstacles and shit in the way, making it too difficult for everyone to pass. Right. But the second one, they, uh, the second game, they, they got two, they got people from the audience to play. And, uh, I guess Eric didn't recognize me or whatever, because he just, 
because my in-game name was Purple Dude. <laughs> yeah. Because I was wearing my uh, purple Undertale shirt with the big Delta Rune on it. How is and that just... game? Oh, it's really good. Really, really good. Maybe I'll give it a shot. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, I actually... Because even though it was the first time I was playing it, I still did, you know, really fucking good at it. And it ended up being me and Eric as the last two. And I still ended up losing, but he was surprised that someone gave him a challenge. <laughs> well, that was the attitude he had. Because he, he was, because again, nerd fits, so they're way over the top, even by, you know, internet comedy standards. <clears throat> and I, after the room let out, like, like, you know, like Anime Jam Session says, Sensor's Guard, like, oh, and then he recognized this. Ha 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 ha. And they had stuff to give out there, or stuff that was just laying around, including soda one, not, well, actually not even soda, it's called Fago. Hey, Fago is not that bad. It's Moxie you have to look out for. That shit is disgusting. Well, because of the second panel they had after that was uh, the horrors of fan fiction, mm-hmm. I went back up to the room, you know, drank a little bit of the Fago, and mixed it with the, and poured the cannonball in, and Mix that up. So that's what happened was, to the rest of the boot that that room. It was, uh, I believe, it was candy apple fago. Yeah. And I don't even think I got through the entire bottle because I couldn't get over the taste of the fago. Fago isn't but, that bad. I've had it before. Yeah, but I stopped drinking soda like years ago. Oh, that I didn't know. Like, yeah, like wholesale, like drinking so years ago, I stopped doing that. Occasionally drinking for like mixers and stuff like that. Right, right. Anyhow, apparently there was like, they got like, the rest of NerdFit and even the staff of AAC got together to pull, like to get Eric back. There's some massive prank, you know, going on that involved. Oh, I that think, involved the uh, lobsters. I think I heard about that. Now, what is his deal with lobsters? I honestly don't know because we were just told like a bunch of them were can like inflatable, you know, blow up lobsters. Like hold these, like don't let them see them. You know, staffers were wearing a lobster called dealy bobbers on their heads, and I was live casting. I was live uh, broadcasting it, you know, streaming it, and I still had no fucking clue what was going on. Anyway, Eric walks in and just—he just realizes that the uh, that the prank is going on. He's like surprised that he got they got the staff involved on it, and now it was just you know how he was going to fire back. Mm. And for a panel called "The Horrors of the Fan Fiction," the subtitle "When a Man Loves a Mc- Meets a McChicken." Wait, wait, what? That's what it's listed as in the program. Oh, God. The horrors of fan fiction. When a man meets a McChicken. Oh, oh, wait, 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 wait. There was some meme or something floating around a few weeks ago about the McChicken. So, yeah. Okay, now I understand it. Anyhow. There were... They were not only displaying, you know, terrible, terrible fan art, they're also having uh, sessions where they're reading off terrible, terrible fan fiction. 
Were they like role playing out the voices and stuff in the fan fiction or no? Well, it was one person reading the they'd read it one person reading a bit of it, and then there'd be a choice like like make it stop or keep going. Mm-hmm. And they always got to continue because even if you said make it stop, they're like fuck you, it's our panel. <laughs> and and they were put they were posted you know on their big uh on their uh, you know dis- their big displays I guess. And trying to the the, uh, the projectors and the screens combo. I, I I can't think of the term for that. A second, but yeah, they were they were put up there, you know, verbatim. Bad spelling, bad grammar, bad punctuation, and everything. And he ha- and the people reading it had to read it as is. Mm. And the one lady who like stopped a couple times to scream, "What the fuck is this?" Because she was so incredulous over the story of Bella fucking a whale. <laughs> Uh, As in Bella from Twilight, and an actual whale. Uh. Okay. I had a similar reaction. the 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 uh, bottom the the bottom of the barrel we hit when among all the bad fan art they were posting was a disgusting looking male pregnancy slash birth picture, which was also being pr- watched over by Jesus Christ. At one point, a guy dressed up in war- as Wario, a row back or two, screamed out, Oh my god! And spent the next five minutes with his head buried in his hands. Who uh, who said this? It was a guy dressed up as Wario. Heavyset dude dressed up as Wario? I think so. Uh, yeah, I know that guy. I'm like looking back, like legitimately worried about the guy, because I think he's about to have a panic attack. And... And among all the different things that were said, the one line that I had put on my personal Facebook page was, someone shouted, why is that hamstick giving birth to a juggalo? <laughs> oh, nerd fit. Keeping it classy like always. I'm just I'm like, that sentence. Oh, the, the funniest part, as, like, you know, before that was, someone had drawn a, uh, a fan art of a fan-made evolution with like with a type saying normal and vapor and it's like kind of like cotton candy colored and like had like you know uh blinder shades on or what do you call them like like the ones with like the narrow slats across them i think i know what you're about yep and uh the guy sitting next to me is like confused like looking at like i don't get it i look at it, it says vaporeon and he just thinks that's the funniest thing in the world because he is just like thrashing around laughing his ass off. I'm like, oh my god. Because I thought the pun was terrible, which I'm pretty sure that was the point, but he just thought it was the funniest thing in the world. And after that, I just you know came back up into the room and went to bed because I still couldn't understand why that hamstick was giving birth to a juggalo. That reminds me of something really bad I saw some time ago. I think this was actually legit. Uh, they, th- this couple, they were big fans of ICP, and they and I guess their child had passed away, so they were raising funds to pay for, for, pay for expenses. In exchange, if you paid, you could write on the casket so there was like 
Juggalo ICP, ICP stuff on the friggin' thing, and I'm just like, uh, um, oh boy, yeah. I don't know if um, they'll end up listening to this because I don't want them to, th- to like, you know, think bad about me about this, whatever. But that's how I remember this because they're because I'm pretty sure like someone would be like, "The fuck you talking about, dude? That's not what happened or shit like that." I don't know. I don't think so. I look, nerd. The crew everyone's nerd fit. They're really chill, so you know. So I wouldn't worry too too much about that. So that was my Saturday. How'd your, how'd the rest of the weekend go for you? Well, Sunday, you know, we we end up finding out that our last interview they couldn't schedule it. But the thing is, they told us that Saturday night. But I did not check my phone until that morning. But that was my fault. But I didn't get as many photos on Sunday. But we did uh four interviews, and the. Officer Jenny cosplayer that we ran that that was at the pressure no pressure look dating game on Saturday we ran into on Sunday now I ran into her on Saturday we were talking for a bit and I had packed my Brock cosplay to have with me you know so in case if I ran into her again we could take pictures so we we did like a quick impromptu photo thing where pretty much Officer Jenny is beating the crap out of Brock. I thought it was pretty cool. And, you know, I ended up running into some people at the last minute, and that was that was pretty cool. Pretty much, I ran into just about everybody I wanted to see. Just about. But So, um... Now, one thing is, when it comes to conventions, I don't really eat full meals. I might, but you know how I do, or we do... We stop at the Walmart, we grab stuff, we throw it in the room, we have a fridge, we have a microwave, we make it work. One thing is getting popular at conventions is food trucks. Because truth be told, yeah, you could leave the hotel and get food, but if the, but the food places are a bit of a schlep, you're not going to want to leave. You're going to want to order takeout, I mean delivery. There was a couple of food trucks there that were literally outside of the hotel. And I stopped at one called, I think it was called Tracy's Waffles, or Waffle, Tracy or Tracy's Waffle Girl, something like that. So it was pretty much waffles on a stick. So she had something that was called Pizza Waffles. So I'm like, I have to try this. It was pure fat kid food right there. It's a waffle on a stick. Mako, you ready for this? Uh-huh. Full of mozzarella cheese. Nice. And it comes with a little container of marinara oh. dipping sauce. Nice. That was so good. Now, I kind of wish that the, the waffles were a little bit more crisper, but, you know, eh, shit happens. But it was still good. I think that's like the real meal I had outside of going to the hotel restaurant and having... A bowl of chili, which was kind of, eh, and a pint of, of Irish ale, which was good. Now, let's bring it all down together. 
one thing that I have always said. It's good to travel out of your comfort zone for conventions. It's always good to see how conventions that are maybe six to seven teen hours away from you or run are being held differently. It tends to open your eyes. It also gives you a different type of experience or culture to it. And that's what I like about AAC. AAC does remind me in a ways of Zenkai. It's a small convention. It's still of the old has such old school ways. Hell, there really wasn't a big deal about photo shoots because when I first started going to conventions, they really... I mean, you had your cosplay photo shoots, but it wasn't as such as a big thing to do as opposed to now. It's got they to, ended up being improvised more than anything, didn't they? Yeah, I mean, now, if there's a convention, first thing you do is you look for the photo shoot for your anime or game or whatever, and if there isn't one, you would start one. Here, I mean, there was a list, but if you went, there wasn't really people really showing up. You know, unless it was something big, such as Love Live, you know. Hell, there wasn't even a Final Fantasy shoot, which was kind of interesting. There was an Overwatch shoot, though. Oh, yeah, I did go to that, and there was somebody cosplaying Mae from Overwatch, dressed as Elsa from Frozen. Fitting. That was cool. And I said, you know, next year, things go away as planned. We're going to go up early. Like, get there by, like, four, between four and six o'clock to kick back and relax. Now, and I do know, while I'm post, while I was posting about this on my personal Facebook, some people were asking me about the con and messaging me, and I'm just telling them how great it was. Now, let me tell you, I know a lot of people from this area that were from won't do AAC because the weekend before that is New York Comic Con. And I get that. And that's understandable. But let me tell you. I guess it's just me. But all of the... um, This is worth skipping um Comic Con for. It really is. It's... I mean, yeah, AAC's a little crowded, but it's not like shoulder-to-shoulder type traffic. You're still able to walk and flow freely back and forth. I would say this would be a good if you ended a year type convention. And I get that, you know, depending on how things go, either the weekend after or or a couple weeks after, you will have AUSA, which is right outside of D.C., But if you are from the New York City Tri-State area, you're going to hit up AUSA anyway. And you got friends down there. This is definitely worth skipping a con to go to AAC for. Because it's... You've probably, some of you probably have never check, checked out and experienced uh, the New England cosplayers. They are some really cool people. They are phenomenal. And especially Misa on Wheels. She is such an adorable uh, cosplayer. Was she at that con? Yes, she was. She actually had a table in, in Artist Alley. Damn it, I didn't see her. Yeah, she was also dressed as um, Jill Valentine from Resident Evil. Hmm. I must have walked right past... I, I probably would have walked right past her and didn't notice her. I feel yeah. stupid now. Well, I mean, she is in a wheelchair, motorized wheelchair, so... I'm just saying that's not really too hard to to miss, you know? 
I just meant that I didn't know she was there. Gotcha. She's from that. She's she's in she's in the New England area, so. Hmm. I mean, that's my personal take of AAC. I've been going. I think we've been going for like I've been going for the last four years. Three or four, I think. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I'm actually believe it or not, I am actually going checking um my photos to see how far back. So I think it's been four years. Let's see. AAC 2012. 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. Five years I've been going to this convention. Wow. I mean, it's like I said on that group. This has got to be one hell of a convention. I mean, you got a couple of guys from the New York, New Jersey area driving up for this. Mm-hmm. Definitely want to go back again next year. Hell yeah. And we're going to pack up Mako-chan and throw her in the trunk. Hey, as long as everything is uh, still okay with this job, I can actually take off. Yes, and you'll finally get just to meet Seraphita Cosplay. Mm-hmm. Mm. So yeah, I mean, why would you want to hit up AAC? This personally, it's worth it. Trust me. Skip Comic Con next year and hit this up. Believe you me. Again, it's a schlep, but it's well worth it. This, if you've been a, if you're a long time con goer, long time person in the community, this is worth it. This will give you such. Nostalgia and throwback feels of how conventions were back in the day. Th- that, that That's how it is for me. What about you, Ari? <clears throat> I, I don't go back in, as far as uh, you know, convention scene as you do, but... Mm-hmm. I gotta admit, though, the place has kind of grown on me. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I did kind of dread the drive going up there, but that's only because the first time I actually went up there, it was after going to Nauticon on the very end of Cape Cod in Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. So, was, so the, my uh, brain automatically think, oh, great, another long-ass lonely drive, but going up there, you know, is actually really enjoyable. Yeah, and in our chat room at live.vognetwork.com, Shinji Akari says, maybe I need to skip New York Comic Con once and for all. Me? Yes. yes you should. All right. Not the only thing is, like, the game rooms need, have a, like, need, like, leave a little something to be desired, but that's a minor gripe, if anything. I mean, they did have DDR, so, you know. Yeah, DDR on a PS2 and a huge uh, rock band setup. It won't beat Anime Nexus rock band setup where, where I think for a couple of years they actually had a room dedicated for rock band. Yeah, they had. Yeah, yeah that was when they were at a summer. Was Somerset? Yeah, Somerset still, yeah. That's one, yeah. I mean, one thing about AAC I like is their fan works theater. And I know, and I, we all know Mako-chan loves her fan parodies. Wow. I do. Yeah, you do. I thought you, I thought you did. Yeah. Okay. 
Marco, you okay? No, I'm tired. Okay, so we should hurry up and wrap things up, because, wow. Alright, so, because there's a, there's a room dedicated just for fan parodies, the Fan Works Theater. And I walked past this Sunday, and they're playing um, Jin, the AMV Jinai and the Bugroom Live, Hubba Hubba Zoot Zoot. That one of the R-rated, one of the, uh, you know, one of the four-letter word of AMVs they played was Dead Punch. Never heard of that one. Uh, one Punch Man cut to the, like, cut to the uh, R-rated Deadpool tr- movie trailer. Okay. Sounds cool. To register participation for this week's episode of Anime Jam Session on thevognetwork.com, use the passphrase, cattle. Okay. All right. Now I'm looking at our list here. Um, as always, we end up we always run late, but um, so we're gonna skip the. Actually, we'll cover this really quickly. Um, it looks like you they have uh, traditional kimonos designed in the style of Neon Genesis Evangelion, and is one in the color for Ray. Asuka, Mari, and Shinji. I think these are pretty cool looking. And I think I know at least three people that's going to want one of these. I just want a kimono. Mm. But these kimonos will aren't, aren't cheap. These things are going to run you about $2,000. And it's a similar price point to non-anime-themed high-end kimonos. So, you're getting a good high-quality grade uh, product here. Let's see what else we have here. And also, there's a new comic coming out. Um, Power Rangers meets the Justice League. A six-issue mini-crossover series. Um... Joint forces between Saban Brand and Boom Studios. This is something I may have to pick up. Alright, now that we got that all out the way, the Skype line is now open. So if you have any questions about tonight's show, you want to ask us about um, AAC and our thoughts, go right ahead. Skype line is Anime Jam Session, all one word. All calls are cut to two minutes due to time. Okay, and we're going to go ahead... I'm going to go ahead and pull up the open forum topic. And unfortunately, I don't think anybody answered that, but we'll give us a quick run through about it. As always, let me tell you what it is. The open forum topic is where we ask you all a question about a topic that pertains to tonight's show, anime, conventions, or anything along those lines. If you don't want us to use your real name, we just ask that you give us a different name so we don't do it. And we also ask that you keep it civil as well. This week's open forum topic is called Convention and Venue Rules. I know we act something similar, but we kind of veer to scotch. From time to time, anime conventions have changed and or, re- and or reinstilled the rules due to changes at various venues. Sometimes good, sometimes not. Are these rule changes good or bad for you or the con? Have these rules change, have these rule changes impacted your convention experience? Now, I'll tell you this. It hasn't 
truthfully, the changes in the rules have not impacted my con experience. I did not think because of changes at AAC, I figured sorry, I'd just be hanging out in somebody's room or just chilling in my own room with peeps watching TV or something like that. I still had a good time. People always find ways around to slightly bend the rules or do something to kind of make up for the loss of it. I don't mind the rules since a lot of these rules that are, being, that are reinstilled or changed have already been there, but since it's not written down on paper, it's out of sight, out of mind. All right, Marco. Have, have convention have rules due to the convention venue or the hotel impacted your Congo experience at all? No. No, and I think people that complain about you know the hotels and stuff and blame the convention are stupid too. I kind of agree with that. That we're not yeah. emotionally stunted man children who feel the need to cause chaos just for the sake of causing chaos you know like the, the assholes who will you know pull the fire alarm punch holes in the walls you know uh, shit like that we don't do that so it's not a, not a problem at least I don't think it is I I think is I don't I'm not going to say it's it's not our problem but at the same time it is, it, it kind of falls more, you know, everybody takes, you know, takes a hit. Well, you it know, becomes one of those, this is why we can't have nice things moments. Mm-hmm. The thing is, these rules are made for a reason. Yep. It's not like they're just, you know, coming up out of the blue with shit and going, ha ha, you're fucked now. Yeah. You know, the, these rules are made because of shit that's happening out in the real world. Mm-hmm. So, you want to blame somebody, blame the shit that's happening out in the real world. Yep. And as uh, Shinji Ikari says, I found it easy enough to get my assassin weapons right through the front door at Comic-Con. Even with the stated rules, I just made it clear that they were harmless and they let them through. Well, there you go. Alright, and now that we got that out the way and no calls are coming in on the Skype line, we'll go ahead and close that out. Let's see. Alright, we're going to go ahead and kick things over to what some say the best part of the show. Strange news from Japan. I have to say, Mako-chan, you got some prime stuff. I try. And since I since I contributed to, to this one, to the first to this one, the first one is me. I'm going to cover this one because this is my fandom, more or less. Okay. Now, if you've heard of OS Tan, that pretty much means like people design like human mascots for operating systems. It's very popular with Windows Ton. You have actually have Norton Ton and if you have OSX Ton, you have PlayStation Ton, Wii Ton all over the place. Now, you have something new for IT. IT infrastructure is now being used being used as cute anime girls in Japan's latest educational anthropomorphism project. And as the article says, 
Check out the size that girl's DRAM. Boo. That punch sucked. Yes, it did. It was quite a bottleneck. <sighs> it seems that one of the biggest challenges in education is presenting the subject matter that sustains the student's interest, which is true. No matter how important the topic may be, nothing is going to sink in if the learner can think about how much he'd rather be watching anime or reading manga. I mean, kind of worked for Hitalia, but you know. A as a, a quite a solution is to use cute anime girls to help to keep help to keep the reader's eyes on the textbook. Author Hiroshi Okajima, that's what he did with his Let's Learn with Anthropomorphism series. He had a first volume that was very successful that dealt with building computer networks. He has a second book in the series, which focuses on IT infrastructure and terminology. This book features illustrations from character designer Yoichi Murakami, depicting the sisters, S-Y-S-T-E-R-S. They're a group of fairies who live inside your IT devices and make them work. Among them are the prideful, take-charge CPU and DRAM, whose defining characteristic is her strong memory. Okajima presents the book's information through the conversations of its seven futuristic dress stars, and the product description expresses a hope that once readers get to know them, they'll be a little more forgiving of when their PC or smartphone is running slow, since their sisters are doing the best that they can. The Let's Learn Anthropomorphism IT infrastructure officially goes on sale next month for uh, November 17th, and it can be ordered through Amazon Japan for like 21 bucks. And I want this. Just because the girls look so cute? That too, but you know IT and tech is my thing. I kind of mm-hmm. want to see about tracking down the first book. I'm glad I have a couple of friends who live in Japan that might be able to help me find this. Okay, let's see what do we else do we have here. Uh, Who's taking the second one? Either one of you have to take the second or the third. I don't care. Because I think cause this week's stuff is really perverted. Or at least alluded to it. Maka, you want to take it? I'm uh, still trying to load shit. Now loading. Now loading. I'll take it then. Okay. Uh, Scientific study from Japan proves ninja hand gestures sharpen the mind and reduce stress. Whenever we think about mysterious world of ninja, images of shuriken throwing stars and houses filled with trap doors dance around in our heads. But there's actually a lot more to the art of ninjutsu, and one of their most intriguing practices has recently been brought to light as something we can all benefit from, with a scientific study proving just how effective it can be. Mm. It's called Kuchikiri, or the Nine Syllables, a series of hand positions used by ninjas as a process of meditation. And according to the findings of an experiment recently shown at the Ninja Exhibition in, in Tokyo's Odaiba area, these special hand moons relieve stress and sharpen the mind at the same time. Mm. The study, which was conducted by the Mie University School of Medicine earlier this year, <clears throat> details the findings of two main experiments. The first experiment measured the brainwaves and heartbeat of 15 test subjects, but before and after they made the hand gestures. According to the findings, alpha-2 waves were in the test subjects increased in the following three, three to 30 minutes after making the gestures, 
indicating a heightened yet relaxed level of concentration. The beta waves connected to feelings of annoyance and uneasiness decreased and remained lower for 30 minutes while the theta waves responded to deep relaxation, which while the theta waves responsible for deep relaxation also decreased, remaining low for 10 minutes. <clears throat> the second experiment measured the stress response of the subject for 30 minutes after both making the hand gestures and not making them. The conclusion here showed that alpha tube waves rose dramatically after the gestures were made, where they otherwise would have remained stable. On mm. the other hand, the beta waves decreased dramatically, whereas they would have otherwise remained high. According to the group which conducts the study, the indi this indicates the body goes to a calm, relaxed state while the mind is able to maintain a sharp focus. Originally a Buddhist practice, a sequence of hand gestures was adopted by the ninja, who used to perform the hand signals twice a day, in the morning and at the night, and also before entering enemy territory. Nowadays, the Kujikiri can also be seen in the Shugendo religion and holistic practices like Reiki, but its use is said to benefit a variety of scenarios, from sleepless nights to exam days. Mm. Of course, everyone now remembers them from uh, ninja anime and stuff like Naruto. Yep. Guarantee you someone's gonna, gonna try shooting off fire jutsus doing this. <laughs> well then, last one's all yours, Ranma. Mine? I did the first one. Last one's all oh, Mako's. sorry, M Mako. Sorry. Uh, yeah. So, there's, um, a wonderful innovation coming out of Japan. For your pants. Um, what? Yeah, um... <sighs> there is a YouTube user that invented... Ochinchin drum, which literally means a penis drum. What? Uh... Or as he calls it in English, electric sexy drum pants. Um. Um. Ba basically, uh, the gist of it is, um. Yeah. Um. He he put a touch sensor in the crotch of a pair of pants and hooked it up to his computer, so that depending on how you touch yourself it will make drumming noises um so your <laughs> dingling can ring a ding their words right no mine oh but yeah so um the the there's a couple of um there's a video out there, and the stills of it are quite amusing, because he's basically just sitting there uh, touching himself. Um, yeah, so basically it's um, set up like an electronic keyboard, and you can change the stuff, you know, the, the sound that comes out, depending on what mix you want. And you, you know, sit there and make a beat with your... Yeah. Gives the mean to turn rock out with your cock out. Yeah. 
and of course the tempo and intensity of the drum solo and like gives you way too much information as to what the person wearing the pants is doing yeah gives you meaning to one-handed drumming this dude's playing the, the dance of eternity on his pants that's it i like you better get a hazmat suit a team in there to clean up the room uh. yeah so um yeah you can now you know electronically drum with well well i mean the sensors are on the outside so you're basically you have to touch yourself So, you know, you get that drum beat off. You you were waiting for that one, weren't you? <laughs> March to the beat of a different drummer. The puns, they can continue. That's all I have to say is... <sighs> uh, I guess I'm ready to call it a night after that. That makes two of us. Shall we take our break? Sure. Yeah, I have to actually head out since I do have work in the morning, so right. I'm heading out early. All so right. night, everybody. Good night, Michael. Good night, and we'll be back.
that was a great show. It's been a while since we've run late, but that usually happens when um when we're talking shop about conventions that we've gone to. So I'm going to wrap this up as quickly as I possibly can since Mako-chan is not here. Um, if you like what you heard, tell a friend. They'll turn, tell another friend, and so on and so forth. We're independent bloggers. We're independent podcasters. We do this for the fun of it. So if you have any questions about the show, drop us a line at podcast at animejamsession.com. Again, it's podcast at animejamsession.com. We're here to believe you. Check out our website at animejamsession.com. We post all of our con- uh, all of our convention articles, cosplay articles, and other cool stuff. Links to our photos and videos. You definitely want to check them out. They're really awesome. Um, I do. We do um, anime Mondays. I know I've kind of been dropping the ball on that, but you should see a, a new anime review coming up this Monday. So be on the lookout for that. And we also post our reviews to our podcast as well here as well but if you having issues getting to them you can also find us on podcast alley itunes stitcher miro double twist blueberry groove tune in radio and google play check out our youtube page youtube.com slash anime jam session tv where we post all of our convention videos uh, masquerade videos interviews all that cool stuff definitely check them out if you want to interact with us on YouTube and see what videos that we like and stuff that we may upload, you can find me at youtube.com slash DJ Ron Mess. Ari is at Ari22682. You can find Mako-chan over at Jupe Luna. Twitter.com slash Anime Jam Session. Follow us here for updates on conventions we're going to, when we're going live with our show, and other stuff that's being uh, posted on our website and our Facebook pages. If you want to interact, if you want to follow us on Twitter and see some of the crazy stuff that we tweet, you can find me at twitter.com slash djronmess. Ari is at the Ari Man. And you can find Mako-chan over at Jovidea. And then there's our awesome Facebook page. Facebook.com slash Anime Jam Session. Follow us there for all the updates on our website. Music, vi- convention videos, Twitter, everything, so much more. And I just have to say to everybody, thank you so much for that. We greatly appreciate your following. As long as you can like the page, we're going to bring you more content. If you want to chill with us on Facebook, you can. You can find me at facebook.com slash imdjronmas or that guy. I'm seriously thinking about changing that soon. We'll see. Who knows? Um, if you want, and there's Ari at facebook.com slash Ari Rockefeller. And then there's Mako-chan at Makoto Mako-chan Kino. And we are here on the VOG Network twice a week. Uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays live. Tuesdays at 9.30 p.m. with Encores at 2 on Thursdays. Now, we're not the only geek podcast on this network, so there's some other cool shows you definitely have to check out. There's the Starboard Power Coupling Podcast, The Geek Card, The Bobby Blackwell Show, Orange Lounge Radio, Critical Myth, British Invaders, Pod Culture, Electric Sisterhood, Girls Gone Wild, Ranger Pride, and Game Boy. Definitely check this out. And also, Poke Stop Podcast. You can find that directly off of VogNetwork.com. And we're going to go around the room. Last words. So so since Mako-chan's not here, Ari, last words. Uh, I'm just... I just got to get to bed, too, because I got to get up early, but... I hear you. I'm, I'm, hopefully, uh, our next con will be, uh, I think, MAGFest? Yeah, for me, it'll be uh, WinterCon. Yeah, well... Wait until the new year, then. Uh-huh. 
My last words. Uh, I got stuff to pack out and send out and all that cool stuff. And that's just about it. That is it. End of list. We're getting out of here. Uh, we'll be back next week. Um, I believe Ichigo will be on to talk to us about RuffleCon if she's available. And if not, it'll be our normal lineup. So, I'm Ranma. And I'm Ari. Great fight, great night. See you next week. Good night, everybody. You want to say the line, Ari? Say good night, Ari, man. Good night, Ari, man. Hey, that worked. <laughs>